the best of times. Live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Jerry Coligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today, but also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pub application or the Keel application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn from... From, from, you know, from some United States congressmen about what they feel that our United States Congress should be focused on at this date and time. So stay to the show for some very important and interesting information. It is Saturday, November the 23rd, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710, KLA Town Square Media Station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre recorded, so we will be unable to accept call in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the November issue of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a printed copy, copy of our publication at one of our locations, you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as to listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour, and to view and download the 2019 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, one of our most popular publications that is viewed in print, as well as viewed and download from our website. Great news to tell you, the Best of Times received the highest award, the Best of Show, and also won 15 national awards in a variety of design and editorial categories at the 2019 Annual National Convention of North American Mature Publishers Association. That was held in Memphis, Tennessee on October the 14th. Napa publications uh, from across America are judged in various categories by an independent panel of professors and experts from the renowned University of Missouri School of Journalism, generally recognized as one of the top journalism schools in the world. Uh, this particular association of senior boomer of uh, over 160 senior boomer publications throughout the United States and in Canada uh, have submitted their entries into this particular contest to learn to learn the judges' outcomes. We are at the best of times. Really thank our writers, our graphic designers, our advertisers who help us in achieving this remarkable award for the Best of Times magazine. The November 19th tonight. 2019 issue of the Best of Times has the details about our 15 national awards. Our travel friends at Nexus Holidays present a remarkable 12-day Russian Volga River cruise beginning on June the 25th to July the 7th in 2020. Many guided excursions at seven stops are included for you to see and experience Russian culture, art, and history. This cruise uh, 
includes also round-trip international economy airfare from Shreveport, Louisiana's airport. It includes all port taxes, transfers, luggage handling, as well as all meals aboard this fabulous cruise ship for 12 days. The total discounted price for this June 25th tour from Shreveport is only $3,399 per person. For more information and reservations, do call 240 328 8483. That's 340 328 8483. Or email us at tbt travel tours at gmail.com. Other departure dates for this tour are available, but do, if you make it before February the 25th of 2020, and mention the, and, and mention that you're part of the best of times, uh, tour package, uh, you will receive a particular details and, and discounts for this particular tour. Be sure to pick up the current issue of the Best of Times or December issue of the Best of Times for more information about this fabulous tour. Remember to visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for announcements during today's radio show as well as information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Next. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tanning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a very special guest, is the Honorable United States Congressman Lance Gooden, representing the 5th Congressional District of Texas. Thank you, Congressman Gooden, for taking time from your busy schedule to be on my radio show today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So to inform all of my listeners about a little bit of transparency most of you know it out there but maybe some of my new listeners might not be aware of this but congressman gooden is my son-in-law he's married to my beautiful daughter alexa and on october 1st of 2016 they have an incredibly brilliant and handsome two almost two-year-old grandson liam and they're expecting a little girl in the next few days and again thank you lance for joining us today here on the show and just want to let everybody know that uh, we, we have our discussions don't we lance we do yes there's nothing nothing i love more than spending a week in washington and then getting to talk to you about it on the weekend uh, yes but thank you for taking uh, your time this, yeah. this is great uh I, uh, Congressman Gooden, it's really difficult sometimes to call you Congressman Gooden, but now this is an official capacity. This is not. I don't my, think you ever have, actually. Oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So, what I want you to discuss in our show is I've had so many readers and radio show listeners over the past uh, several weeks and that have been so much concerned and telling me, really, Gary. Shouldn't Congress be doing all our congressional delegation about Cong- uh, uh, representatives and senators be doing something? It sounds like there's nothing being done except for one thing, and that's impeachment. Do you have that feeling? Mm-hmm. Do, you see, do you hear that from constituents? I have that feeling. I have that feeling every day. My constituents have that feeling, um, and they're not wrong. That's all that's happening. The big complaint that I have had and my colleagues, I'm a Republican. I don't know if you said that earlier. 
Um, but I, uh, along with my fellow Republicans, have been very disappointed um, in the Democratic-run House because since January, uh, they've really done nothing except pass partisan measures that just go over to the Senate to die, things that we should be working across the aisle on, um, like campaign finance reform. Everyone in America thinks we've got a problem with the way we run our campaigns. There's too much money in politics. But instead of working across the aisle with Republicans, Democrats put forward ridiculous proposals that they knew would never pass, would never become law, would never survive in the Senate. And so what we're seeing and what we've seen since January is partisan proposals go over to the Senate to die. And then now that Democrats are focused on impeachment, absolutely nothing is happening. And it's very disappointing and frustrating. Well, Congressman, what what I've been told and by people who are not that astute about the, the process of our of our wonderful constitution is many people just don't understand how come uh, the Speaker of the House doesn't let in certain things being brought before the floor on these. And they're as important. We're going to talk about a couple of those in a minute. But I, I, I had one gentleman last night tell me, Gary, why is why does she not want to let in important things like I want my, my prescription drugs to be reduced in cost. And I hear about it, but nothing's ever been done about it. So she explained to our listeners, she has the, the Speaker of the House, wherever he or she may be, has a tremendous power. That's right. The uh, Speaker of the House controls everything for the most part on the House side, uh, which is why winning the majority is so important, especially to whoever is not in the majority, which in this case is my party. Uh, but one of the big issues that everyone is in pretty much agreement on is the U.S.-Canada-Mexican trade agreement. It's yes. the NAFTA replacement that is um, something that the president negotiated in November of last year. And it has languished because Democrats have not wanted to give the president a win. They have said since day one they did not want to work with him. They wanted to be sure he was a one-termer. And so they've been on this quest to take him down. But then now they're realizing, wait, we haven't passed anything. We're going into the holiday season. We're about to be in an election year. We've got to get something done. So we're hearing that Democrats are finally going to step up and say, uh, fine, we'll pass this USMCA. But I think they're going to try to plan it to pass in the week before Christmas when we weren't supposed to be in D.C. anyway, and they want to pass that during the same time as they uh, vote on impeachment because their strategic thinking is if we pass uh, if we pass that, it's going to be a win for the president, but if we impeach him all in the same week, then impeachment will be the headline and not a win by the president. It's so silly. It's frustrating, uh, but it's, it's become the norm. But, but explain to our listeners what's the great importance of this particular uh, trade agreement with, between our friends in Canada and Mexico. Why is it so important? Well, uh, agriculture is very important in my district in East Texas and uh, in Louisiana as well. Um, and the free flow of goods, um, the barriers that came down with NAFTA have, have in a sense, gone back up, to put it simply. Um, but this disagreement is the top priority of the Farm Bureau, uh, both in Louisiana and Texas. Um, trade and the free flow of goods is important to our part of the world. Uh, Louisiana is not a border state, but it's pretty close. And it's something that we, we need to get done. And what's so interesting about it is that Democrats are all for it. There's There's no one that's coming out against this thing. It's just being held up. Um, flood insurance. That's another one. We passed that. I sit on the House Financial Services Committee. Maxine Waters is the chairwoman. 
It's a very partisan committee. However, there are a few bipartisan issues that we've all agreed on for the most part. The flood insurance uh, reauthorization, which is huge to coastal Louisiana and coastal Texas, that was reauthorized in the Financial Services Committee, but it is languishing uh, in the full House because the Speaker hasn't brought it up. They don't want to let Republicans, and in particular the President, declare victory on anything. Uh, because they think that will go against their narrative, and their narrative is that he should be thrown out of office, uh, which is why they're trying to pair these wins for the president with big impeachment uh, headline-grabbing votes. Oh, Congressman, one gentleman asked me last night, we were talking about the frustration about getting things that were before the floor, and he says, isn't there a mechanism in our, in our, in our, in our, uh, in our Constitution that allows a fail-safe that, that, that the House, the, the Speaker of the House just can't procrastinate forever and not allowing even bar, bar, uh, bipartisan bills to come before the floor? There's nothing in the Constitution? Uh, there- there is. Uh, you can get a certain amount of signatures on something that requires it to come to the floor, but the majority party, in this case the Democrats, they do a pretty good job of keeping people in line. And even if you don't agree with the speaker uh, on something she's doing, then if you're a Democrat, then you're told to keep your mouth shut and do as the speaker says. And if you don't want to do as she says, then at least be quiet about it. And so... They've done a good job of keeping their members uh, quiet when they are in disagreement um, and and shutting down dissent. So uh, we on the Republican side have uh, have just kind of come to terms with the uh, fact that this impeachment is impending, that the Democrats are going to ram it through. And so we are we're fighting it. But at the same time, we're also really preparing for. Uh, the Senate trial that's going to happen next year, and we're preparing for taking back the House. Our focus is on winning back the majority because the American people deserve better. The other issue that many of my readers and radio listeners, and I'm sure a lot of your constituents in, in your wonderful state of Texas, are, are is talking about the border crisis and, and homeland security, and, and that's been stymied, and, and immigration reform and all that. So, again, that's another major issue that it's nothing happening other than executive orders. Uh, Right. Uh, for the most part, that is slightly accurate. However, um, I will say that since earlier this year, if you recall, when we had such a crisis at the border, uh, we still have that crisis, but it's a lot better than it was. And what Democrats don't want to admit or acknowledge is that this wall has been coming up. The president has um, pushed through quite a few executive orders. He's undone, un, he has undone, that's the correct word to use, not a word I use, <laughs> but he's rolled back, maybe that's a better word, rolled back a lot of Obama executive orders that were done at the last minute before Obama left office, and border crossings, uh, illegal crossings have actually been reduced in the last six months. Um, so we are, I think, making progress. We can certainly do more, but the uh, the border, this, this, com- this whole sense of an agreement and comprehensive immigration reform that we've heard about for so many years, it's just not reasonable to think that that will happen before the next election. And that's why it's so important, um, I believe, that we that we win back the House from Democrats and we keep the White House. I'm obviously a Republican, so your Democratic listeners are probably rolling their eyes or uh, disagreeing. Uh, but uh, that's our strategy. We realize that we can't have comprehensive immigration reform with this Congress that's so divided. But I, I just can't fathom, I'm going to give you my opinion, why would anybody on the Democrat, Republican, or Independent not want to have 
our country, our wonderful country, secure and and protected on all borders, not just the the, the southern border, but the northern border, and both both our our western and, and eastern uh, 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 parts that people could come into. Don't you, don't you feel that you have heard from all sides? Do they not want security in our country? You know, I I think. Unfortunately, the words border security, uh, when used together, uh, mean something on the Democratic side that is anti-immigrant um, or anti-Latino, uh, and they have used that uh, as a weapon against people who are pro-border security. I I don't hear my Democratic colleagues use the term border security um, because they're so afraid of the far left um, in the far left base of their party that says you can't uh, say anything that is could ever be misconstrued as anti-immigrant. The Republican Party um, that I'm a part of, Republicans across the nation, we are not anti-immigrant. We are very much pro-immigrant, pro-legal immigration. However, it's absolutely crazy uh, to think that the United States of all nations, uh, one of the largest, the superpower of the world for that matter, um, can't secure its borders. It's just crazy. Um, and when you go and you talk to a Democrat and you say, we need to secure our borders, they change the subject or they start talking about how a wall is not necessary or they just say that we just don't understand. It's, it's, it's crazy to me, but that's why elections are so important. Well, well, hopefully congressmen like you and others that hopefully visited other countries throughout the world have seen that most countries don't just let people walk in and and come into their country and utilize their benefits, et cetera. Just lays out fair, right? Uh, you know, I I I tend to agree with you. We have uh, we have a very interesting setup here, and I don't think it's one that will last long term. And we have certainly um, seen uh, the effects of endless spending, uh, social programs that have gone wild. Um, look at places like California, where they have done absolutely nothing to adequately address the homeless population and the causes of homelessness. And you go to places like Los Angeles and San Francisco, and the the homeless is through the roof. Homelessness is through the roof. Um, there are so many problems um, in these liberal liberal states, these liberal cities. Um, that we just don't really see in other other communities. It's very interesting. Um, why is it, I hate to change the subject and talk about guns, but why is um, a city like Chicago that has some of the strictest gun laws on the books, why do they have the most shootings in all of America? It's crazy to me. Um, why is, is a place like San Francisco that uh, says that they care so much about the homeless, why is their rate of homelessness going up? Uh, the Democratic Party cares about housing and wants everyone to have affordable housing, yet their policies um, have made housing unaffordable in places like San Francisco to where uh, no one can afford to live there. So there's just lots of, uh, of conflict in their policies. Um, and we see that all the way in Washington and the U.S. House. Uh, there's lots of conflict when they say they want a stronger America, but they don't want strong borders. It's, it's crazy to me. An- another question that was brought up uh, a few nights ago when I was meeting with some people was uh, initially they were really upset about these these tariffs 
that we placed on China, and they thought it was going to really cripple our nation and, and et cetera. But now I've seen many people thankful that that the president was that strong against China. Uh, comments about that? Yeah, you know, short-term pain for long-term gain. These tariffs have been very difficult on some American businesses. Uh, in my district, I have heard from many who say these tariffs have been the greatest challenge we've faced yet, but they oftentimes qualify that with, however, I agree with the president and what he's doing because China has been cheating um, cheating us at the at the uh, in the rules of of the world economy. They've cheated uh, at the World Trade Organization. They've broken every rule. Um, they steal. They are dishonest. They have have done what they've wanted to do without any consequence at all. And President Trump has said enough is enough. He ran on an America First agenda. He's executing on that campaign promise and. We're seeing the effects of that. And, yes, these tariffs have been difficult, but I think if we continue to hold strong, which we have, we will end up winning. And perhaps the playing field will never truly be level uh, because the institutional distrust and dishonesty and cheating is so deep in China. But I think things are getting better, and over the long term, this is something that will uh, be great for our nation. Also, it's interesting you hear very little from Democrats about this. You know, fighting back against China, the pro-labor groups, the Democrat, traditional Democrat groups like um, your unions, your pro-labor folks, um, they're, they're, they're loving this. They think that fighting back and protecting American jobs is a wonderful thing. But you don't hear anything about it because the, a Republican president is spearheading the effort. And so I find it very hypocritical. Um, when my Democratic colleagues sit silently um, while the President of the United States fights against China to protect American jobs. This is something that would be a, a key platform in a Democratic campaign, protecting American jobs in the past. But now that a Republican's doing it, um, we're seeing them change the subject and uh, try to talk about something else. It's well, a comment I would was, say shocking, but nothing yeah. shocks me anymore. Uh, well, Congressman Gooden, the other comment that was made by this individual, well, hasn't didn't President Bush and President Obama try to deal with the Chinese? And I, I couldn't recall. I said I... I you know, everyone, I they, everyone's tried, but the, the, the stomach to actually uh, have these tariffs and deal with the short-term consequences um, and not worry about electoral consequences... Presidents of the past have not really had that stomach, and Donald Donald Trump, uh, he has said we're going to make good on these promises, so he's done that, and I think he'll be rewarded at the ballot box for it in a year. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, we're my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a very special guest is the Honorable United States Congressman Lance Gooden, representing the 5th Congressional District in the state of Texas. Thank you, Congressman Good, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. 
Thanks for having me. Glad wanna, to be here. I want to tell again my listeners of some transparency here. Congressman Gooden is my, yes, son-in-law. And he's married to my beautiful daughter, Alexa. And um, they have an incredibly brilliant and handsome little two-year-old son, my grandson, Liam. And they are expecting a little girl in the next few days. Is that right, Lance? The next few days. Are we excited right. about, about the little girl? We are. We're excited. And it's great to be home for Thanksgiving for a few days and out of the swamp. <laughs> out of the swamp. Oh, wow. That's a, that's definitely the, the situation. So the other factor I thought was interestingly enough is... Even with all these crises and impeachment hearings and all these other things that are going on the months, our economy is growing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that positive? Strong, strongest, strongest economy in 50 years, the lowest unemployment rate, the stock market is, is just through the roof. Everything is really great from an economic perspective, something you don't hear Democrats talking about. However, privately, they're very, very concerned because historically, when the economy is this good, the president in power, if they're up for re-election, they get re-elected. Democrats know that um, as foolish as you think they may be. Um, they are not totally unaware when it comes to the obvious. They just don't necessarily talk about it. And so you're seeing um, you're seeing a lot of panic in a sense um, and this this feeling of need to pursue impeachment and other things. To distract from the president's wins and his economic victories are seemingly unending because the economy continues to grow. Americans have jobs and things are going really well and it looks good going into the new year. If you recall a few months ago, there was talk of a recession. That talk has gone away. Things are great and we're feeling good about 2020. And the other positive note is, uh, and I deal with a lot of seniors and boomers in my radio show listeners and read of the best of times, they're all thrilled about their 401ks, their retirement plans are at, at, their, at the best they've ever seen in many, many years. So it's, it's, it's helping, helping us all, helping all citizens uh, throughout our wonderful country. That's exactly right. When they log on and they see that their statements are not the disappointment that they were, perhaps eight or 16 years ago, they don't immediately think, let's throw out the president. So this is all good news for Donald Trump, who is gearing up for a tough re-election. But I think running on a strong economy is, is a winner, no matter who you are. And in this case, uh, he's Donald Trump, the current president, and he's uh, he's got a lot of wins to brag about, and I'm, I'm excited. The other aspect is both our states are really... Uh and focused on the oil and gas industry in both Texas and Louisiana for many, many years. We've had our ups and downs on that, and now it's they're both peaking and doing so good. I met with a, a gentleman who runs a pipeline company uh, in Texas and Louisiana. He was telling me that his business is doing tremendous, and he just can't get enough workers, worker bees. And he says he just thrilled about the economy, but also thrilled about everybody getting to work, and everybody's excited. He says everybody comes to work smiling. He said before many That's years right. ago they weren't smiling. Now they're smiling. Yeah, we see that we see that across across Texas and Louisiana, the oil and gas industry is doing great. The only thing that is scary to them is a presidency um, that is not Donald Trump. They they fear an Elizabeth Warren presidency. If Democrats take over the White House, they will absolutely make it a quest uh, or make it their mission. Uh, to roll back all the progress of oil and gas. Um, they don't have any problem uh, with America not being a leader in the oil and gas, in the oil and gas energy world. And uh, it's a real concern. Uh, 
but I, I think we'll be okay as long as we can get the president reelected. But all of the rolling back of these Obama-era regulations that were so harmful to the energy industry has just really been a big uh, boon for the industry. And we, uh, we're looking for more of that in a, in a second Trump term. One, I think the number one issue that I've heard from both senior citizens, mature adults like me, uh, for many, many months has been to stop the rise in prescription drug costs for all Americans and not just Medicare, Medicaid individuals, but everyone. And nothing is being done, but I think it's bipartisan. I haven't heard many people on, on either side saying that they're against it. Have you? Uh, no, you know, the problem with so many great ideas in Congress is that whoever uh, is in power, they seem to be unable to resist the temptation to have a political win. They can't just go and pass a bill that everyone agrees on because that would be too easy. And that's something that we've seen or that I've seen. I've only been in Congress for 11 months now. But things that should be uh, just no-brainers are turned into political footballs for wins or for tough votes that uh, people will be able to use against their enemies in the next election cycle. But the prescription drug issue is something that is universal across the country. Americans, especially seniors, are fed up with subsidizing drug costs for other citizens of the world. And what I mean by that is you go to Canada, you go to France, same drugs that we're paying hundreds of dollars for and thousands in some cases, they can get for five or ten bucks uh, in Canada, and it's crazy. Um, the argument by the drug, drug companies is if we don't make any money, we are not going to be able to fund the research and development. Now, all Americans agree we want the research and the de development uh, to continue. We want to be the leaders in this country, but why should American citizens uh, be paying so much more for the same drug that other countries' citizens uh, get for a much cheaper rate. It's, it's wrong on in many levels. It's crazy that uh, people are having to order online from other countries and potentially uh, risk their health um, from an, some illicit provider. It's wild that people drive to Mexico to get their drugs. Um, and that something like that needs to be stopped. We're working... Uh, on a bipartisan plan, I suspect that that will end up being political before it's said and done. But something that was really encouraging to me was um, the president coming out. Uh, he had some executive actions, but uh, he's, I think, prepared to go it alone if he can't get an agreement in Congress. But the number one issue that I hear from people that I represent are these uh, soaring drug prices. It's ridiculous. Well, it is. It is getting, and it's, it's sadly, it's increasingly getting worse. One other aspect, when I was doing some research, and my friends at ARP helped me, I was not aware. Being in the Medicare program many years ago, Congressman Good, I was shocked. I was not aware of this. That according to current law, Medicare can't even negotiate a lower price for prescription drug prices. It's part of federal Medicare law, so that has yeah, to be changed. It's, it's crazy. There's so much that needs to be changed. You know. Um, but one of the executive actions by the president was getting rid of these gag clauses. And what those are is these pharmacies, they are forced, especially your community pharmacies, that don't have the bargaining power that a CVS or a Walgreens or a Walmart have. 
these community pharmacists in order to do business with your Blue Cross or United so their customers can, can still go there. They have to sign these contracts. And before the president stepped in and said this is ridiculous, um, some of the terms of these contracts would say that it was against the rules and a pharmacy could lose their contract if a pharmacist told a customer that, hey, it's going to be cheaper for you to just pay for this out of pocket than to pay your copay. So if you had a 15 or $20 copay, but the actual bottle of whatever your prescription is cost $3, it was against the rules for the pharmacist to tell you, hey, you ought to just pay 3 bucks rather than a 15 or $20 copay. Why should that ever be something that a pharmacist is forced to tell their customer? The pharmacist should always be looking out for the customer. And you had pharmacists that wanted to, but these contracts uh, prevented them from doing it. And those were called gag clauses. And that kind of stuff just really sits poorly with me and Americans everywhere. Um, and it's hard to feel sympathy uh, for large organizations that require language like that to be in any contract that is uh, for lack of a better term, screwing the consumer. And my my constituents and your listeners are the consumers, and they deserve better. We are. One other aspect about prescription drugs, which I was not aware until just recently, is that currently, and it's legal for brand-name drug companies to pay a generic company to not release their generic drugs. I was I couldn't believe that is the case, but it is the case in Isn't most that scenarios. Sad? Isn't that sad? And and really, those generic drugs aren't allowed to be sold in the United States, but those generic drugs are allowed to be sold in France, in Canada, and many other countries. But they mm-hmm. stop. They they can issue an order, and it's not against the law for them to pay them not to distribute them. It's it's very sad, and hopefully that will be changed very soon to give us better access to low cost generic prescription drugs and that that is so so i i just could not believe that they could act, actually do that of course it's not on the on the radar congressman good a lot of people do not are not aware of that and but it was recently brought out to my attention via my friends at aarp and other other um, groups that said that yes that's occurring and it's not known a lot but people need to be aware that's happening Last but not least is my my uh, listeners and radio show listeners as well as my readers are really concerned about the future of Social Security. Uh, what is Congress doing anything to protect that, or, or has we have we done anything in this past few months, eleven months? Well, you know, Congress is good at spending money. Uh, they aren't real good at budgeting. They're definitely not good at making tough decisions uh, that could be politically unpopular back home. One of those is reforming Social Security. Um, my constituents, it's, there are, I represent hundreds of thousands of people who depend on Social Security, um, but everyone would agree, uh, no matter your position on whether or not you're depending on that, that the system we have now is not going to survive long term unless we just keep writing more and more checks for money we don't have. So at some point, we're going to have to do something I know that Democrats um, are totally uninterested in reforming the system, but we cannot, under any circumstances, not honor uh, the commitments to current retirees and people who are paying into Social Security. That's their money. Another question that I often get, you may not be familiar with, but I'm confident some of your listeners are, is the windfall elimination provision. In many cases, uh, firefighters, uh, police officers, and teachers who have retired 
and perhaps at one point paid into Social Security. They then cannot actually get the money that is theirs because they're a part of a pension fund. So that's something I'm working to eliminate, um, and there's a movement to get rid of to ensure that everyone who has paid into Social Security is entitled to get their money that they deserve, no matter what what other uh, retirement they may or may not have. Uh, but the Social Security um, system needs to be secure. I'm a supporter of it. I, I believe there's bipartisan support of keeping uh, keeping it solvent and there uh, for retirees long into the future. Uh, but what our big problem is in Washington is this continuous uh, attitude of spin, spin, spin. You hear about us passing appropriations bills every six months or so, but you never hear us passing a budget. If you go to the state of Louisiana, if you go to the state capital in Baton Rouge or the state capital of Texas and Austin, those legislators have to pass a budget uh, that they operate under because they can't just print more money. In Washington, we don't. So we don't even have a budget. We have a budget committee, but they don't ever do anything because the appropriations committee is where the action is because they just spend, 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 and there's no limit on their spending. And it's uh, unfortunate but it is not something that will survive over the long term, and we've got to get our spending under control and get rid of the waste in our federal government, and there is so much waste. And as long as we're having open borders and letting anyone come over that we want and then paying for them when they get here, we will never catch up, uh, which is why we've got to say enough is enough. Um, we've got to win in the next election cycle so we can really enact some real and meaningful change and save uh, the future of our country for our children. Well, I think there's some misinformation out there. I want you to explain because I had a couple of people telling me uh, we were talking about budgets of of, of the United States government and, and our, our wonderful country. And this gentleman said, oh, yes, we have a budget. And I said, he said, yes, we do. They pass continuing resolutions, which is a budget. Isn't that a budget, Gary? <laughs> no. Uh, we pass continuing, continuing appropriations resolutions which means we keep up the spending, but we don't have a budget. A budget is something you um, you abide by, um, and it, that is totally separate. Uh, we, what you hear, what you see in the news, these continuing resolutions, those are appropriations acts um, that is just straight out of the Treasury. It's not a budget that we actually uh, abide by. Uh, it's, uh, it's just continuing funding the government, and so... What just happened right before Thanksgiving three days ago is the president signed a one-month continuation of the government that will expire on December 20th or 21st, just in time for Christmas. Congress was supposed to be out for the Christmas break um, the week of December the 16th. Nancy Pelosi told us earlier this week to plan on being in D.C. the week of the 16th, and that is when we're expecting to pass a continuing resolution uh, to keep the government open through the next six months, potentially a year. And then they're also um, expected to pass impeachment on the Democratic side that same week. And then we think uh, they'll throw the U.S.-Canada-Mexico trade agreement in there at some point. The, those are all rumors, but the thinking is uh, these these big measures will be saved to the week before, the week before Christmas. So you'll want to watch your 401K that week because if the president comes out if the president has just been impeached in the house and he's uh, come out and says you know what we're going to just let this government shut down but she it's his prerogative if he doesn't want to sign the bill um then you could see some uh, interesting movements in the markets right around christmas time i suspect it will all work out it always seems to uh, but it certainly didn't work out last christmas if you recall where the 
government was shut down over Christmas, over the new year, and into the most of January. That's true. That is true. Well, thank you again, Congressman Gooden, for being on our show. Say hello to my precious daughter, Alexa, and my amazing grandson, Liam. And again, best wishes to you for continuing success and helping America become better and greater every day. Well, thank you so much, and happy Thanksgiving to all your listeners. Well, thank you. Have a great day. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're with our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by Abers, Tenant Country, Us Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and I thank you for listening to our show today. Hello, everyone. We're excited to announce a special travel tour to cruise the Russian Volga River on June the 25th, leaving from Moscow to go to St. Petersburg. Many have told us that they would love to go on this tour and to visit Russia. And uh, I've heard from many people that have taken this particular river cruise uh, along the Volga River and thought it was remarkable and fantastic. It's 12 days, and you'll be stopping along many, many ports along the way. Um, and, and at those particular port ports uh, stops, you will be having visit unique sites and have day tours and experience the Russian history, culture, uh, art, and also experience these particular areas are, are very Christian and have uh, Russian Orthodox, uh, wonderful cathedrals and churches all along 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 the river and the various stops, of course, in Moscow and St. Petersburg, but many of the cities along this fabulous river uh, in Russia. Uh, our friends at Nexus Holidays is offering a really remarkable package, including uh, round-trip international economy airfare from Shreveport, Louisiana uh, to Moscow and then returning back from St. Petersburg to Shreveport. Uh, of course, it includes the... In, entire riverboat cruise with all of its fabulous meals, entertainment, uh, uh, other particular aspects of, of that cruise uh, that just it's a typical cruise ship. Uh, it's going to be aboard a uh, 5.5 star ship that uh, is very brand new. It's only been in existence from 2018. So it's a, a remarkable uh, tour package aboard this particular cruise ship. Uh, you will be able to provide to, again, have a lot of different tours along the way. Uh, you're going to be quite, quite busy, but they're going to be visiting about eight different cities along along the uh, uh, along this particular cruise, but additional more days are spent in Moscow and St. Petersburg, but uh, uh, the uh, all airport taxes and port taxes are included in the price. Uh, again, most particular cruise packages never include uh, airfare, but this one particular cruise package includes all the cruise activities as well as airfare, all meals, uh, including a fabulous captain's welcome and farewell dinner, nightly entertainment with dancing. Uh, certain things are not included. You have to get your own medical insurance, which is quite reasonable. Uh, t- typically, your insurance here in the States will not cover you when you go to a foreign country. 
Uh, if you buy a lots of particular souvenirs, any kind of extra bags that you have to ship home are, are not included in the tour price. Um, there is a requirement that our friends at Nexus Holidays will help you get is you, you must get in particular this particular country a Russian uh, entrance visa, and they will help you apply for this particular visa. Again, it's one of the most popular river cruises in Europe. Um, to, uh, that is really booked up. They only have a limited number of cabins on these particular uh, ships on only certain days that it will be traveling up and down the Volga River as well. Uh, to make your reservations, we suggest you do it before February the 25th, 2020. Uh, to call our friends at Nexus Holidays at 240-328-8483. Um, for more information, you can contact us at tbttraveltours at gmail.com or pick up a December issue of the um, Best of Times magazine where you'll see a full-page uh, promotional ad and lots of information. And do call them. You can visit nexusholidays.com for more information. They are other tour dates, available dates, um, departing from different cities in the United States and in Canada to take this tour. And you can talk to them if you can't make the particular um, June 25th uh, cruise that uh, that my wife and I, Tina and I, will be also going on this particular cruise. We've always wanted to go to Russia and uh, to experience that as well as uh, as the art, the history, etc. Uh, we've always found it quite fascinating and uh, we hope that you'll uh, get more information and join us on this remarkable tour. The tour package cost uh, discounted from Shreveport, Louisiana round trip is only $3,399 per person, including all flights, the entire 12-day cruise, all meals, and involve many excursions and many other different perks that, that our friends at Nexus Holidays will explain to you. Again, make that call as soon as possible. If you want more information, again, pick up the Best of Times December issue to learn more about it. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tenant Country at Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Next.